0: Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, September 1st. Donald Trump in Kenosha, Wisconsin, hoping his fear-mongering is going to work. We'll discuss that today. Plus, beware the red mirage on election night. And finally, might a Kennedy lose in Massachusetts? Donald Trump in Kenosha, Wisconsin, today, where Jacob Blake was shot seven times in front of his children by a police officer and is paralyzed from the waist down.
1: It's a complicated subject, to be honest with you. Uh, But I feel terribly for anybody that has to go through. And uh, I didn't get to speak to the mother. I hear she's a fine woman. I've heard that from the pastor. Uh, A really fine woman. But... uh, You can see when I spoke to the pastors, I I see exactly what it is, and they understand where I am. And if we can help, we're going to help. But it is a question. It's under investigation. Uh, A lot of things happened with that, and other things, frankly, that we're looking at very, very closely.
0: Donald Trump has yet to comment on the actual pain that Jacob Blake experienced here, has yet to comment on the systemic racism in instances like this of police brutality in a substantial manner. Instead, he has focused all of his attention and all of his commentary on violence and riots and protest. It really is a stunning sort of cherry-picking of what to be outraged about here. And Donald Trump is only choosing to be outraged about the things he thinks helps him politically and trying to stay away from the things that he thinks may harm him politically. It's a really astonishing thing to watch, but perhaps there was no better example of just how crass this blatant and cold political calculation the president is employing here seems to be than in his interview with Laura Ingram on Fox News, where he discussed how he saw what happened with that police officer in Wisconsin. The police are under siege
1: because of things... They can do 10,000 great acts, which is what they do, and one bad apple, or a choker, you know, a choker. They choke, but they choke. Just like in a golf tournament, they miss a three-foot-
0: You're not comparing it to golf, because of course that's what the media- I'm saying people choke. People make People People choke. If it's not bad enough that the president of the United States is simply just sort of repeating this bad apples theory that ignores the systemic racism that is at play in policing in America, He actually gets more grotesque than that with comparing it to a bad short game on the golf course. And by the way, you know the metaphor and his thinking on this must be really, really warped. If Laura Ingram has to step in and try to clean it up for him, she heard instantly how tonally off the president's comment was. She's trying to save him in the moment because she too could hear how completely tonally off it is the way that the president is describing what happened with Jacob Blake being shot seven times in the back in front of his young children in the car. Now, here's what else matters today. The Michael Bloomberg founded and funded data company Hawkfish, that was part of the data operation of his failed presidential campaign but has now lived on to be a data operation for many Democratic entities this election year, put out a report today that sort of sounded the alarm, something we've been talking about here for quite a while, about the fact that because of the dramatic increase in vote-by-mail this year, election night results may look different in the moment than they are when all the votes are tallied because it's going to take longer to tally the votes. You could see a doubling in size of the vote by mail population and that is going to dramatically complicate the counting of those ballots. There's no doubt about it but what Hawkfish is saying and what I think is really important to pay attention to here is We know from all the polling that's done that the universe, the makeup of the vote by mail electorate looks totally different than the makeup of the Election Day in-person voting electorate. Here's an example from our CNN poll just last month. A few weeks ago, uh, we asked what your preferred method of voting was, right? Some 56 percent of Americans in this poll told us that they'd rather vote early or vote absentee. But when you look at it by whether or not they're Biden supporters or Trump supporters, it's astounding. 66% of Trump supporters, two-thirds, say their preference is to vote in person at a polling place on Election Day. That's compared with the 78% of Biden supporters who say their preferred method of voting is to do so early or absentee. Dramatically different makeups of these electorates. Which means if what you're seeing on election night is only the in-person election day vote getting counted first, it's gonna dramatically skew towards Trump. And then when all the absentee vote gets counted in the days thereafter, you can see a lot of these contests moving towards Biden. So be wary as you watch voting returns, it is going to be very confusing for the public and it's really important to understand the difference in these two universes. And finally today, it is primary day up in the Bay State. In Massachusetts, Joe Kennedy, the grandson of Robert F. Kennedy, congressman from Massachusetts, trying to make a generational change argument in the Senate Democratic primary against the incumbent Senator Ed Markey. longtime congressman and now senator from Massachusetts. Here's the problem with the generational argument. It doesn't seem to be working for the younger generation. They don't necessarily seem to find Kennedy's appeal all that convincing. And here's why. Markey, who saw this challenge coming from a distance, made sure to lean heavily into his environmental record, his support for the Green New Deal. He wins the endorsement of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And even though he's the 74-year-old in the race, the young voters in all the pre-election polling seem to have flocked to him. And it may be that Ed Markey goes down as the first person in history to actually defeat a Kennedy on the ballot in Massachusetts. The other contest to watch is a traditional establishment veteran Democrat, Richie Neal, chairman of the House Ways and Means. He's facing an insurgent upstart progressive challenge inside his. House district, whether or not that is successful like we saw in New York or Missouri earlier in this election season. We will see tonight if yet another committee chairman, part of the old guard of Nancy Pelosi's leadership in the House, if indeed he is knocked off by a younger challenger. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.